Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Greetings, all 12 and a half of you. Uh, just wanted to let you know, it doesn't look like we will be in the same town at the same time to record more pods for the rest of the summer. Um, I will be doing some cash withdrawal episodes periodically to get you to the other side, so give it a listen. Uh, it's also on the Nerdist Network, uh, but enjoy this episode and have a great summer. Dishai. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy. We have a very exciting uh, episode for you tonight. I, You know, sometimes people think that I don't get enough different types of guests and... Uh, you know, that maybe I don't switch things up enough uh, to keep people interested. But in this case, uh, I really think that you're going to be really thrilled with uh, who I have as a guest here on the show here uh, this afternoon. I mean, you know, a lot of people have heard uh, this name spoken over the last year or so. You've heard stories told about this particular figure in uh, entertainment history. But to get this individual... Uh, on the show was a major coup for me. I had to call a few different agencies. Uh, there was a lot of back and forth. I uh, had to bring in uh, certain types of food into the studio uh, that this particular individual enjoys. But uh, long story short, I have Donkey here from Donkey and the Jeff. Uh, uh, Jeff uh, was not invited. Uh, I, I felt that it would be good to just go one-on-one -on -one with Donkey, and I think that was partially what put me over the top. A lot of people think, oh, you could have got Jeff too, but that's part. Donkey doesn't like that. Donkey wants to be – we know that really it's Donkey's show. Jeff's just along for the ride. And Donkey, uh, welcome. Thank you for coming. Yeah, and I, it's it's good to it's good to, to meet you too. I, I've I've enjoyed your show for years. I mean, I, I used to listen to Rick Stevens on the Cat when I was just a kid, and I'm glad that was an inspiration for you too. Um, that sounded more like a, a belch than a than a response, but thank you. Now, it's just so awesome to have you on the show and finally get to converse with you, and just get to ask you some questions that have really been you know plaguing me for years. I mean. What is it like to work with Jeff? Obviously, an inferior person. You, to even have to, yeah, I know. Uh, I, I feel the same way. You know, when I listen to the show, 
you know, there were days where you were gone, uh, going on tour alone. And, yeah, and listening to Jeff alone, it wasn't the same without you. Um, well, and I agree, but it, it, it's not a situation where you had any choice in the matter. You had to uh, feed the family, and I know 102.7, the rocker, probably understood. Uh, so you were out there. Now, let me ask you something. There's been a lot of talk and consternation about if it was fair for you to pull uh, your own tour wagon uh, during the uh, uh, the national tour that you took. How, did, how was that for you? Well, I can, well, yeah, I know. I, I can understand it brings back bad memories. Well, the, I, it's not easy. It probably wasn't easy. Uh, well, I, I feel the same way, but it's... I, yeah, I mean, I, but no, I've never... No. No, I've never, I've never pulled a wagon, but, I, but I've, I've, I've been... You know, I've, I've, I've given people piggyback rides. So, I mean, I have some uh, background in this kind of thing, but, you know... Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. Okay, I'll, t- I'll just change the topic because it doesn't seem like a pleasant memory for you. Uh, let's talk about the awards you've won. Um... <laughs> Wait a second, Donkey. Is that you-, you look like you're turning around a little bit. You're- yeah, your face is actually now turning away from me. What? Yeah, if you want to do that, you can sit down there, but most of the guests just sit in the chair in front of the microphone. Um, So it looks like you're trying to say something. Is this, what is that moving there? Wait a second. You're starting to look a little different. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait a second. I can't breathe in here anymore. Wait, wait. What the? TJ? <sighs> TJ, That's what are so you... hot, I was passed down in there. Wait, you were inside the donkey? Yeah. I'm the ass end of donkey. Are you serious? I mean, not, not not the donkey, you know. You're not the donkey? No, well, donkey from donkey and the Jeff. He's cultivated this kind of persona, and so he hires people to impersonate him, and I, I said I already you know knew you. And well, how long were you in there I, for? I know. I mean, ever since I came into the studio, man. That must have been exhausting. I mean, well, it's really, really hot. So I'm just in here, you know, speaking for Donkey, using a, a Donkey sound kind of So you were never actually Donkey. No, Donkey's, I think, has a house in Miami right now. So I wasn't talking to the real Donkey? There. No, it's just this soundboard. See? See? Oh my gosh! So this was really sort of like uh, Menudo. Like they they actually you know have other donkeys. Yeah, that that's exactly him. right. Well, it's like Andy Warhol used to send an impersonator of him to colleges so that he could double book because when he went to these colleges, other people talked for him. Oh, okay. So or he like that talked. comedian uh, that that smashes things. Uh, Gallagher. Gallagher. That's right. He's he sort of the younger brother. You're sort of a donkey Gallagher. As yeah, it and it really pays well. But here's the problem. See. You get paid a, a different amount, yeah. If you're the front of the donkey, or that. Well, you were the back end there. Yeah. Let me just put it this way. That's what got confusing for me. I started to see him turn around. I had, I had and, a, sh- I had a shot last July. Yeah. At being in the front because that guy got sick. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's in here right now. There's you know? two of you. Oh yeah. There's yeah. Oh, there's somebody else. Is in it the front Jeff of it. up front? Well, no. No. That would be Jeff. really confusing. Well, it's not even that. It's like Jeff already feels like he lives inside the prison. 
that is, is yeah. dogging him Jeff. That way. So he, to literally hit for him to get into the no, but he you know he's fine with it and. He'll tour sometimes with us when Donkey's just partying or doing whatever yeah. he's doing down in, you know, Miami. Yeah. And uh, So but, you know Donkey, though. You know him pretty well. Does he rage? What does he do in Miami? Does he go to the strip bars? He, he's pretty aloof, to be honest uh-huh. with you. In the sense, I've never met him. I just oh, know okay. his agents. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm... I would, of course, love to meet Donkey one day. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a thrill. Uh, you know, I mean, it'd be fun to meet the Jeff, too, but not... As quite as fun. Much. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So I've I've been kind of in the ass end of this deal. I get paid about half as much to be the donkey's ass. Wow. So like with Gorberger, a lot of people say to me, "Yeah, TJ, you know, are you actually in that suit?" And I'm not. There's someone else in that suit, and I'm controlling the face with animatronic radio controllers, right? And but in this, we do it the old-fashioned way. And I got to say, I I was there when donkey in quotes was uh you know driving his own covered wagon you were there on tour yeah i i pulled the second third of that tour wow i was back there and that paid really well I'll i bet. Mean, that was that was 15 dollars an hour paid for all of our meals and you know he would run us the Jeff, you know, he didn't know if it was the real donkey or, or us. He didn't care much, yeah. so and he would just, he would just whip that 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 donkey's ass, that donkey, my yeah. ass, essentially. Yeah. Is that a union gig or is it, that something I could get I, into? Look, I, I could get in trouble talking about okay. it right now okay. with SAG. Yeah, I and mean, that that's kind of the deal. Yeah, but it's a lot easier than you think because a lot of people don't even really understand donkey. You yeah, know? they just think he's he's neighing or braying. Yeah. And uh, so we do a lot of interviews, and they go really well. well we, I did, could we did Charlie everything. Rose, yeah. but it didn't air yeah. because Charlie thought that Donkey had said something really like an off-color comment. Yeah, well, I saw, okay. And I they saw, got into a fight. And I'll uh, even show you the comment. Yeah. You tell me if you okay. think it's okay. fucking, okay. if it's in any way offensive. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just See, think that's funny. That. That's I just nothing. think that's funny. It's, yeah. yeah, he's not saying. I don't take really, offense about that. Back. You know, I don't, I don't think. I mean, World War II meant different things to different people. All sorts of different things, and, yeah. and this is more of a statement about war in general. You yeah, know? but I mean, listen to it again. It's social it's, commentary. It's, <laughs> See, yeah. and yeah. even at the end, he's going. Well, I think Jeff fanned the flames a little bit because he was like, I wouldn't have said that. Yeah, that That's is something true. I would say. You know, and that fanned the flames a little, but... Um, I sometimes think Did you that... say donkey on Nancy Grace? That went very poorly. Let me show you, let yeah. me show you a clip from yeah, that. Yeah, that there was bloodshed right away. Now this, and he, this kicked is... her, he kicked her in the, in the uh, forehead, and nobody, nobody <laughs> knew, the, knew the difference. There was no discernible difference on her face because she looks like a donkey has already kicked her in the forehead. Watch. Okay. Listen to this. I mean, you know, here. Let me. Okay. Let, let me put it. Let me put it this way. Okay. Here. He's getting the the clip here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and this is so, you can so, you can you can crawl right out of the ass completely. You don't have to do this interview where you're no, partially I'm, in, or I'm you have to go somewhere because it's weird doing the interview where you have two legs are donkey and two legs are human, where you're just kind of coming right out the end. That's here. exactly right. It's a little strange for me, uh, but that's okay. We'll, we'll okay, do it. so we'll sh- we'll show you know, and this was Nancy was, Grace, yeah. and Nancy Grace, by the way, is just. Just the type of disgusting. She's just everything about her is horrible. Yeah. I mean, she's really terrible. So here she is, sort of interacting yeah. 
with uh, with Donkey. So Donkey kind of here. I'll show you. I mean, okay. It's, you know, and, and it's this is just her. Is just another reason that I just cannot fucking stand her. But so here she's she's making a point. Throwing pot like this guy up in Connecticut. I mean, people on pot that shoot each other. Okay, now hold on. So yeah. there's that. Okay. Donkey's response was. <laughs> so that to me that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Now you got her then saying. That stab each other, strangle each brain. other. Okay, so it's now she's saying pot addicts are stabbing yeah, each other. Which strangle each other? Well, Donkey comes right back. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, listen, I think yeah. this is a good point. He put her in a place. Listen, yeah. listen. Yeah. Yeah, I see <laughs> that. See, you play that again, that yeah, part. He really put her in her place on that one. Let me just let me say because this yeah. really, this is again the audacity to People say people on pot that shoot each other, that stab each other, strangle each other, strangle yeah. each other, and then all his point, his only point is. <laughs> Right there, right there. <laughs> that's it, that's and that's 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 that the moment where donkey me. donkey's always. That's what people love about him is he's able to point out the hypocrisy. I do think in different people. I actually, I I really actually do think that uh, in donkey language, that's sort of like you're calling the, the this is the pot calling the kettle. Pot. Yeah, because yeah. you know, and Nancy you Grace. That? Yeah, I don't think she smokes weed. If she's not cool enough, but I could see her taking pills and drinking a lot. I mean, I could I could imagine a world where that is. Look at how anti. Marijuana. Kill families. What out a whole family? Okay, so she's saying people on pot have killed. Well, and that was the final word I think for Donkey, because then, and this is kind of what led to him. Is that the interview where he shot on her? Yeah, he's trying to do it right now. Look, he's he's trying to kick and shit on Nancy's face. It's a great. If you can get it off, see now he's irate. Yeah. Yeah, you had two feet in the air, just shitting all over her. It was really, it was mo- it was it was TV history, you know. And you know, they never aired it. You and I were able to get a copy of it because we got some friends that are sort of anti. Uh, it was sort of the I Nancy I know Grace. you know I know JFK. You're no JFK. It was sort of that moment. Yeah, it was exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. it was it was Donkey saying, and I I to be honest with you, you know how much I hate Nancy Grace. Yeah. But I don't think I could have said it better than Donkey well, in terms this of is, the it, way that he sort of put her in her place and said enough is enough. And I don't. I also would just like you know both of us to be open to just the sound of, of trains. You know, just for that's <laughs> more off-white noise for everybody yeah. out there listening. If you want some yeah, that's that's a middle class person's. That's lake. a middle class lake. Yeah. <laughs> that's a middle class lake. That's a uh, yeah. That's a rich person's stream. Yeah, but that's a middle class lake right there. Well, well, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. This is so exciting to see you again. Thanks. Now you've been. I haven't seen you in a while. You've been on a well, movie. Well, I've, I've been in donkey's been ass. In donkey's ass for a while. But seriously, in all seriousness, you've been in a movie shoot. Is that correct? I have. You were shooting a movie. I in have. Atlanta. I was doing. Um, I was doing a film called Office Christmas Party. Can you guess what it's about? <laughs> I bet you can. It's named what it's about. Yeah. And um, you know, film is war. Is what I really begin to understand from this because the, the last thing I did was Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But that was only a, a few weeks, really, of work. Almost all my stuff right. took place in two or three locations. So we really got through that stuff. And the thing I did before that is Transformers 4. 
And that was incredibly challenging. But that yeah. that was, you know, I did 40 days on that. or It was a 127-day shoot. Yeah. I can't believe <clears throat> that Wahlberg or Bay are able to make it through those gigantic productions. But, you know, I... Uh, I realized because I'm sort of I'm starring in this movie with Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman. And it's also Olivia Munn and Kate McKinnon. And the cast is really deep. It's Sam Richardson, Oliver Cooper is on the show Red Oaks. Uh, There's just, you know, there's a bevy. Andrew Leeds. There's a lot of Karen who actually plays the uh, the the cab driver in Deadpool. Okay. Um so, you know, a really – Vanessa Bayer, amazing. <clears throat> a really deep kind of roster of comedic talent. Um, but a lot of the movie sort of centers around me trying to save this company. So I worked almost every single day. And you're sort of displaced. You're in Atlanta. You're living in a hotel room. I was at the Marietta – the Marietta, Georgia – Marietta, Atlanta uh, Conference Center and Hilton. Right. That's always a good sign about the hotel yeah. if it comes after the the conference center. Yeah. yeah. It's a conference center and as an afterthought it's also a Hilton. It was nice, the room was really nice. And I've spent, you know, you and I have spent a lot of time yeah. in hotel rooms because when you travel you're in a hotel room for a week, you know, right. or a couple of days. But I tell you what, when you live in a hotel room for 3 months, yeah, it's hard. You do start to kind of go crazy. Go crazy. It wasn't helping that I was sort of going into Mr. Robot nitrous oxide streaming, you know, spirals. Uh, I watched a lot of Baskets, the Zach Galifianakis show, which is really great. Have you guys seen that? Have you seen Baskets? Uh, so good. It really, really a nearly perfect television show. So I spent a lot of time doing you're that. You're starting but, to lose your mind. Lose well, your mind. and also, here, here's why. We're working 12, 14-hour days, usually on any film. But these directors, Speck and Gordon, um, a lot of the work they do is in the commercial space. And so they shot it in some ways like they would shoot a commercial. And they do the best commercials. They do Geico, Caveman. They've done they've done a lot of commercials that are like the funniest, most iconic commercials uh, that are out there. I mean, they're really, really funny guys. But they, they, they overshoot. They shoot as much coverage as they possibly can. And they give you alts. You do, you know, eight, nine, 15 alternate <coughs> lines for takes. And so instead of 12, 14 hour days, we were doing 14 and 16 hour days, 18 hour days sometimes. When you're doing even that's a, a lot. <clears throat> when you're doing a 16 hour day and you're me, you need eight hours of sleep, right? Or yeah. it's dangerous. Yeah. And we were a half an hour away from the studio, sometimes 45 minutes away. So you're, you're literally only working or sleeping right now i play a character who is either in a wool suit which is kind of mismatched and strange right. and you're shooting in atlanta or in a wool suit. or a santa suit with three hundred fifty thousand dollars of prop cash on a duck hunting vest underneath <laughs> of it okay all the time, I'm walking around in a Santa suit. It is 92 degrees. Yeah. It is 95 degrees. We're in. A, uh, we're on a stage for a good amount of it, but it is very, very hot on that stage. Yeah. After a little, there's about 200 extras at this party, so it's the body heat alone. So, so <clears throat> here's how. Here's some highlights from the shoot. I, I had to cut weight for the movie, right? Because yeah. I'm going from kind of Ehrlich Bachman into this yeah. thing. So I cut like 25 pounds or something like that. 
So I wasn't eating after like 6 p.m. and stuff like that. You know, you're only eating fish and vegetables and chicken yeah. and turkey. So you're trying to keep the weight off. Yeah, you just... Weren't cutting... you losing weight during the shoot a little bit just by all the dehydration? Yeah, I mean, the, well, yeah, we'll get to that. And the crystal meth? Yeah, I mean, the crystal meth really doesn't help because I get so hungry for cereal. Um, <laughs> so the first night I had an empty stomach and I, they give you a bottle. There's a scene where I, I drink out of a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Now, I said, you know, can, can you put in real whiskey? And they're like, ah, no, you know, that's a liability thing. Now, in the 70s, okay, yeah. in the 60s and 70s, do that. they would have put in real whiskey. Yeah. No, you're an actor. I'm already not a great actor. Yeah. I'm a meth head actor. Yeah. As we just donkey donkey was, was drunk the entire 70s. Oh, I can't Donkey even. used to drink on the air. Donkey did drink on the air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the Jeff, I think. A milk canister filled with whiskey. He would <laughs> actually drink one of those. Per uh, he'd start uh, to episode. slur his he's and his haws. Yeah, yeah. He yeah slur it got bad. But sometimes he thought time. his his haws were his he's and vice yeah, versa. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when you think your haws are he's, your he's are haws. I think the lights of yonder lantern yeah. in the distance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I so they they don't they're not going to give me real whiskey, which I would have done great with. Okay. Yeah. Instead, they give me tea. All right. Okay. So I start drinking this tea, and we have to do many takes, like I've just mentioned. This is the first night of shooting, the real first like yeah. big night of shooting. <clears throat> well, tea on an empty stomach is like taking vitamins on an empty stomach. It's really, really hard on your stomach. Yeah. So after about five takes in, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I feel very, very sick. So I go and I drink water to try and dilute the tea. But now I've just got a full stomach of liquid that's yeah. mostly strong bl- tea that's supposed to look like whiskey. Yeah. I, I do two more takes. They're like, you want to do one more? And I'm like, yeah, just hold on a second. I go around the corner. We're shooting an outside of a building in Chicago, actually mm. a building that I used to be a legal secretary in. We shot outside of my day job from when I was coming up in the she Chicago She started the shooting scene. in Chicago. And then yeah, you ended in Atlanta. For two weeks. Okay, and the okay. rest of it was yeah. in Atlanta. So they go, can we do one more take? I go, yeah, just hold on a second. I go around the corner of the building and into an alley, and I puke all over. This is my first day. Yeah. I just vomit in the alley. <clears throat> There's extras outside looking at me just like, what is Hollywood? Who is this guy? Yeah. They're like, after about five takes, just goes over, pukes, and then comes back. It's like, all right, let's do it again. They call that the Dizzy Dragon. That's the Dizzy uh. Dragon. <laughs> But, but it uh, wasn't a full body release, though. It wasn't a full you were body release. Costume. It was just th- yeah, yeah, it was just vomiting. Yeah. So you do that. Then I have that to was day learn one. So you day knew one. that it was only not going to be a great. Then it, that's a bad omen. When it's you throw not, up. The it's, first a, day. it's a harbinger not, of things. Not, to, not, not ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal. Yes. <laughs> Certainly not ideal. <laughs> and uh, so that, that was, was not ideal shooting. beginning. Uh, I yep. threw up. Yeah, I vomited tea in an alley in Chicago. That's how he kicked it off. So then. Maybe I have voyage. to learn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. That was the champagne hitting against yeah. the vessel. So I, uh, so two weeks later, I have to perform "Let Me Clear My Throat" by DJ Cool. Uh-huh. Okay, can you pull that up? At the Bahama Bay live version. Okay, which is a really. Now, are you allowed? Song. You're allowed to reveal all this. We can we can air this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. I mean, I, I mean, I think. You know, it's a part of the show, but the the the, fo- the focus part of the, it was a part of the film. But part of the focus was that, you know, we have this sort of, you know, this component of the film that I'm not comfortable with. I don't like. I made a fake album, and one of the things that was the hardest 
thing I've ever done is the music videos for that album because mm-hmm. I'm just not a rapper. I'm not a musician. I'm not interested in it. It isn't something that I... So, yeah, here, here, I'll show you. And so this is so, for whatever reason, I had to lip sync this and they used my actual track and it changes a whole bunch of different times. So I'm like listening to this on repeat, walking around Chicago, trying to learn it, reading the lyrics. Yeah. I'm just not very good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and just to give you an idea. At the county free, I want everybody in the place to be to make some noise if you're down with me. Now, hold on right there. Yeah. I, I want to make some noise in the place to be if you're down with me. Why wouldn't it be make some noise if you're down with me and in the place to be? No, it's not. DJ Cool doesn't do it that one, way. Two, three. That, that was easy to remember, the now one, that two, one, three one, part. One, two, three. Yeah. One, two, three. Actually, I got that Nailed about it. the 15th Nailed time it. I listened Nailed to it. Nailed it. Yeah. Hit me with the horn, Yeah, see, we all, everybody loves this song. It's a great song. But... And then, you know, now I have to match all the, oh, yeah, here we go now, yeah, here we go now, I'm try, I have to figure out the order of these. He's, he's telling them, here we go, a lot. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there's about a 30 seconds where he's saying, here we go, and then they don't go anywhere. See? Yeah. It's, it's over, it's over 12, here we go. Some of y'all might know this, and some of y'all don't. Now, let me just stop you right there, DJ Cool, uh, for the live version here in Bahama Bay. You said some of them, some of you might not know this, and this is how much I've listened to the song. Some of y'all, you know, won't. Some of you might get with this, but some of you won't. He's saying at the outset, we're 45 seconds in, and he's literally like, a lot of you will not like this. It's a bit of a cop out. It's very hard. The time scale and measurement will change throughout. You may or may not like this. So just to let you guys know, not only will some of you not know this, yeah. if you look at the Venn diagram he yeah. set up there, yeah. okay, he's saying some of you know this, some of you won't. Some of you will get with this, some of you won't. <clears throat> Arguably. Well, and there's a subtext of you You didn't even get going when I told you to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to say I've 24 been saying, times. Here, here we go now, and we <laughs> yeah. haven't gone anywhere. In fact, the only place we've gone is to me yeah. with a Venn diagram that it means that some of you won't know this. Yeah. And won't get with it. Yeah, yeah. So then they're like vaguely like, is this a song that I know? I haven't heard this. And then they're like, and I can't get with this. Yeah. I just, and, and this is another. I love that he's doing this. But again, we're stalling out. Let me clear yeah. my throat. Oh, have mercy. Oh, have mercy. Hope who doesn't mind? Who is he talking to? Does anyone in the audience can be like, did he just clear his throat? I'm sorry, but we're not here to listen to him clear his throat. So, I, yeah, I do mind, DJ this is the, Cool. This is the live version, is that correct? In, in Bahama Bay, Philadelphia, yeah. which okay. doesn't seem like a real place. Yeah. So we changed that to the name of the uh, the company that has having the, the office Christmas party, Xenotech. Okay. Okay. So steady, dedicating to all you not in oh, Bahama Bay. Okay. It's very yeah. clever, don't you think? Yeah. So? Go Check it out. <laughs> okay, so that's it is now a minute and six seconds that he's been saying. Here we go. I hope you don't mind, and some of you are not going to like this or not know it or yeah. both. Yeah. 
And then here's how hard it is. I'm just going to play a little bit of it, and then that's to it. To the rhythm of the funky block, so I can get busy just one more time. To the beat, and you don't quit. It's that old school rap with that new school hit. Peter Piper picked a pepper, but cool got the rhyme. Oh, Peter Piper picked a pepper, but cool got the rhyme. Uh, that's and I can still it's just... You should hear the, the wood check part. It's very hard. Why did they have to put a tongue twister in there? So I don't know. Peter Pepper picked a pepper, very but difficult. Cool had the rhyme. But you got the suit on. You're under a lot of pressure. So it's very you hot. to memorize that. There's 250 people already there. already thrown up. Okay. We got to memorize it. I started out the, the entire movie by vomiting in, this, in an alley in Chicago yeah. in a Santa suit. Yeah. Okay, so you also got that component that I'm yeah. just vomiting. Yeah. If a small kid sees me, he's like, "What happened to Christmas, Mom?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm performing that. I'm sweating profusely, and I'm trying to drink as much water as I can. But I got so clinically dehydrated that the medic took my pulse sitting and took it standing, and he just looked at me. He goes, "You got to lie down." <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, do you feel faint at all? And I was like, yeah, a little bit. He's like, you got to lie down. You got to stop now. Get out of all this stuff. <laughs> what had happened was the Santa suit, Santa suits are primarily, I don't know if you guys know this, they're primarily worn in the winter. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of summer Santa suits that you see where you're not thinking that person is mentally disturbed. Yeah. If I see someone on Hollywood Boulevard and they're in a Santa suit in June, something's going on there i'm gonna maybe cross the street i think you know i don't yeah. necessarily want to be involved yeah. with that person so that plus the vest of fake cash yeah that was on me and i'm wearing a santa hat yeah got me so dehydrated that i needed an iv two ivs wow. two bags of myers wow. cocktail and then just a saline solution to get it back on track Baby Jesus and, Christ. I mean, can you even imagine that's kids are little G? That. That's baby Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're like, baby Jesus Christ. I, I mean, how that happened. Anyway, go on. Just, yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I, I do they, do your do kids sometimes, you don't know where they this just stuff say, comes from? I don't know where they, they combined me saying Jesus Christ when I was angry or something, and yeah. then they combined it with the baby part, and they'll go, baby Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sometimes you really don't know where they get stuff. No, you, you don't, no idea. Yeah, that's sometimes amazing. you know they do, and and it's funny because the you know, the they're just repeating something they heard you say. You know, the other day Wynn was like, "That really hurt my spirit." Yeah, you know, because I say that sometimes. Like yeah. you haven't just hurt me; you've hurt my spirit. I like you know, that. Yeah, I, they're very uh, ponderous children. Yeah, they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, because their father and their mother, of course. Um, okay. So dehydrated, on. they had to bring in a doctor from Atlanta. Okay. And so, and but when I when I'm dehydrated, the guy goes, "You gotta you go lie down." So we go back to the trailers, and because of a bunch of things, uh, the trailers aren't the best trailers, mm -hmm. and that's okay. I just need a place where I can sleep and not have human excrement all over the floor, which is what had happened. While I was getting so dehydrated that I needed to lie down, we return to the trailer. The toilet has overflowed, and there's just sewage you all sure over the floor. this isn't the wagon that you brought in? It was the, the donkey, donkey wagon. I mean, that that that's the kind of accommodations we were getting. Is it was the uh, it was the original wagon yeah. from Donkey and the Jeffs national tour. And uh, so, so the, the, the no one noticed that the interesting thing is there fun. really is the real Game of Thrones is in is in the movie, but the so is also this this antique covered wagon yeah. from Donkey's yeah. tour from his first tour. 
Uh, yeah, so that that was pretty tough. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, you're kind of taking down, you're ripping down the, the hotel photography that's in the room, and you're sort of getting drunk during the day and going to art galleries and buying stuff to put all over the walls. And I almost made it. I was like just a week out. I was so close. I had started studying Mr. Robot so profusely and baskets that I would, I had watched them and then I watched them again. And then I watched them a third time going through and, and making notations on what was different about the script from what they actually shot. I, I, I mean, then you're really starting to lose it. And then I, I swear to God, I wasn't, but like a week out, and I just couldn't stop it, and I I wrote all over the walls. You know what I mean? It's just a disaster. Your security deposit's gone. You've 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 just it's a picture of insanity all over. Kate was in New York. What did you so write? Her book with? was going to press your own excrement. sharpie markers. My own excrement. No <laughs> trailer. No excrement. I'd save from the trailer. That's right. It wasn't even mine. From the jar of excrement. Yeah, that yeah. I saved. But it so, was, just, and it's embarrassing when Kate comes back from New York and kind of sees that I didn't even go into the room with her because it's flow charts of insanity and like different aphorisms. You do go crazy and stuff. when you. Um, I I really think there's something to being in a one bedroom. I lived in a studio once for one year. Yeah, and I think having the opportunity to walk into another room somehow uh, helps your sanity. I really think I living in a one. studio is very difficult. And that's really I, what you were doing. I, I think that's right. In fact, it was smaller than a studio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was, you know, it was still enough of a size that it kind of had a couch where, you know, in the center of the, the the room. But Kate is even in a studio apartment in New York City right now. And it's it's just it's a big room. Right. But the ceilings are high enough. There's also right. the stu- There's a way to the yeah. sterility right. of, the, of the hotel room. You yeah, lose your hotel mind. Room. It's really, really hard because you're only. In the hotel room or on set. It's so interesting when this happens, too, when I'm on a road trip. Or I was at Pier 213 Seafood or posting Instagrams where I said that my location was Pier 213 Seafood because I made great friends with the GM, this guy Tom, Shamika, all the people, and I went there. And I ate – I'd say I ate there probably 15, 25 times at that one restaurant because they had seafood and it was really, 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 really good seafood. And you kind of get to know them. But you're in Marietta, Georgia. I mean, it's a very small town with a Gone with the Wind Museum. Well, I just think you end up feeling... A single square. Yeah. All over the square, it says pad, pad Thai and Pot Pies. Yeah. Marietta Square. <laughs> that was one of their slogans. Yeah. From Pad Thai to Pot Pies. <laughs> what the hell's going on over there? Well, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're back safely. It's good. It's good to see Me you. Me too. Again. And I think it. I think it's. I think it might be a really good funny movie the idea is for it to be at its best anthemic is what one of the directors used that adjective and i didn't know what it meant so i looked it up on the internet it means anthem like i probably yeah. could have figured that out that yeah. was pretty stupid that yeah. i couldn't put two and two together but at best it, it's one of these great christmas movies that it's an r-rated comedy but it's also it's sort of like you know the the message of it is like come on guys like it used to be that people went crazy once a year at the office christmas party or that you weren't afraid of getting sued or mm-hmm. it, it's turned corporate culture has just turned into no more you know there's just no more partying anymore and there's no you don't xerox your butt and say something inappropriate to the 
the boss's See, wife. Yeah, I don't work in an office. Too, you're not, you can't do that. That's right. You get you sued. absolutely can't. Too much. <clears throat> no, and you can get fired. Everyone yeah. would be afraid of getting fired. So nobody gets this kind of get out of jail free, you know, pass. Free pass. You can't even steal things from the office anymore. No, that's what I've it's heard. gotten to that point. You can't burn down your cubicle. You can't. You can't you set it fire to a lady's skirt when you she's walking down the no, street. There's no more hot foot. Mm-mm. That's when you light someone's Mm-mm. foot on fire when they walk by. The old hot foot good, gag is, is practically gone. Foot. That's yeah. what they said in baseball. He lights a good hot foot. See, that's exactly right. And so, uh, you know, at best, it's sort of this anthemic great Christmas movie that every Christmas you can sort of watch and enjoy. But I can't wait to time. see it now. It put, you put a lot of work into it. I put a lot into it. And, uh, and, and you know, and, and it's some worst, of that madness may have come it out It could in be a funny as much as, as fun in as, as She's Out of My League. I think people love She's Out of My League. Yeah. And so I would love it if it was funny enough that people really got excited about that. And I just think uh, it is insane how much goes into making these movies that a lot yeah. of people just watch and they're like, eh, didn't care for it. They don't imagine just a man mm-hmm. in a hotel room right, scribbling on the walls, yeah. watching Mr. Robot for 13 <laughs> hours for a third time, <laughs> juggling, yeah. just constantly juggling and trying yeah. to. Well, I have something to cheer you up. This is a, it's a little segment we like to call Triple Banger Lightning Round. Triple Banger Lightning Round. And I'm excited about more maskers. This is almost a essential question, but I just have to ask it. How early do you reveal on your first date or in a relationship? How early do you reveal uh, that you have a baboon's heart? If 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 you have if you have a baboon's heart, how early should you kind of let somebody know? And that's if you're dating them. Yeah. How early would you? When does that become something you feel like you need to bring up? I have the heart of a baboon. And I have a second question: How many body parts from different animals or <laughs> where you're essentially not you anymore? <laughs> I mean, like you got a baboon's heart. You got the ligament from a horse in your leg, or I mean. At a certain point, when are you, you actually the same kidneys. point? You have a donkey kidney. <laughs> both kidneys, both donkey. <laughs> hey, hey, it works. <laughs> you know, here's a, I take it as it comes for me. It works. Yeah. I got the liver of an orangutan, a baboon's heart. I mean, think you if, you're, like a, uh, if you're dating someone, maybe. What was, a, what was that, that, that um, uh, seafood thing we were talking about? The, the fish that don't even... Scallops, seafood tower, and scallops. That you have we don't a know scallop what penis. Like. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what's that? That's All a scallop. scallop dick. It's a scallop That's dick. They call me in college because I mean, they didn't know what it looked point, like. At a certain point, how many different? I mean, uh, fake body parts. Well, I think you want to within the first as soon as you know that it's real. You know, within six months, a year. Uh, that, that's that's when for me, I would say. You might want to reveal that you don't have a human heart, but that it's actually a monkey's heart. And what's tough is you're really going to, that's going to be a come to Jesus moment in terms of that relationship. Baby Jesus, come to baby Jesus Christ. Come to baby Jesus Christ. You killed my spirit. That hurt my spirit (laughs) when I heard that you had a baboon heart. Because I think some women would probably be like, like, I don't know. You don't even have Would that change uh, how you feel about you Kate if you found out she had a baboon's heart? This late into the game, yeah. since we knew each other in college? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, what other like, secrets? Well, I, well here's, the, really, secrets here's the weird part. I'd be going, when did this happen? Yeah. 
Did this happen before? Or this it was like a long movie ago? shoot, and I just did it for fun. She and just, it won't happen she again. Wanted a spring break in she Cabo. Went, she wanted a monkey heart. <laughs> uh, I would think six months to a year. And then I think once m- the majority of your organs are animal organs, are you really more animal than man? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Triple banger lightning round. Question, Question two. two. Question two. Fire marshal. Keeping us safe from disaster or paranoid, hysterical, delusional, claustrophobic? Because it's like they won't let you, they won't let any amount of people, you know, into the biggest room. The fire marshal. There's always the fear of, you know. It's like, what is the proportion of how often he's like, if there's over 180 people in there, you guys are getting cited, you're getting a ticket. All that stuff. What is the proportion of that to actually? How many f- fires? Yeah. How many fire marshals could you invite to a party? I mean, they'd all be flattered at first, and then they'd show up and be like, "We're all gonna catch on fire." That's actually really. Get funny. Out! That's a really funny bit. You should be. Yeah. Like, I wanted to play a fire marshal's convention, but there were too many people. It was pandemonium. They all told each other, "You got to get out of here." There's there's over a capacity by thirteen people. Right, and if it's capacity 180, yeah, and there's 182 people in there. Does everybody die when there's a yeah. fire, or is it just it takes two people more to get yeah. out of there? Who who is this fire marshal that? Uh, you, you ever know. been in an elevator and you had more people get in than it said the capacity was? Oh, low? sure, yeah. That was that's a weird one. I think for me it was like maximum capacity 11 people, and t- I counted 12 on the elevator. And I mean, I really freaked out. I was like, well, if it's going to happen, this is it. I mean, there's a reason, there's a capacity. And I started trying to be logical with myself and go, we've got to have, you know, a little bit of leeway for if there's 12 or 13 people. And I was like, but how much leeway? I mean, it's obviously, it's a weight situation. I'm looking around. I mean, well, I I heard a story. I'm a toddler body. Yeah, you do. You have a, yeah. I heard a story uh, about the donkey. How many people are allowed inside the donkey? You know, it's two, but for a while I was I, I was doing some work. Uh, you know, my career was going well, and so they got uh, two smaller people to play the part of the donkey's ass, one in each leg, and yeah, so that was just two smaller yeah. humans. But I kind of really round out the ass uh, on my own. I can I can sort of play that part perfectly. <laughs> And you know me, I'm not one to turn down work. So it's a performance yeah. opportunity yeah. A to play the back half of Donkey. Yeah. And a lot of people say it's the ass end of the job. I say, yeah, I mean, no, it is. It's, I'm in the ass of the Donkey. <laughs> of Donkey. But I think he's doing well. And again, these things have to supplement, you know, the Mucinex bills are just not covering. You know, the kind of covered wagon travel that we're yeah. doing transcontinentally. Yeah. There's work problems everywhere. We were talking about the 24-hour 7-Eleven around the corner. A lot of them aren't 24 hours, but there's one around the corner. It's 24 hours. It's 7-Eleven all the time. And uh, they got snacks in there. Have you ever been to a 7-Eleven before? <laughs> they got snacks in there. This is cash is. God, cash lately has been telling me, like, I keep driving. You drive by the Seven Eleven place. Yeah, you should try it. It's like if you've never been inside a Seven Eleven, they got snacks and all kinds of stuff. They got pizza. Yeah, bagel bites. I'm trying to do this new gag with my friends where I act like I'm. I'm I'll be like, look at the, check that place out with that pole on it. That they cut people's hair inside there. You should go in there and check it out. 
Well, now like, you're also totally talking like a, about Mondays. Barbers have Mondays. As yeah, a that really disturbs me. Why did what barbers have Mondays off? What where did that Musso and Frank's? Oh is yeah, close they just Sunday got together and, and they're just like, yeah, we're Mondays not for us. It was like no one will need a haircut on a Monday, so we're gonna take that off. It's it's like the tire place, little, the You know what they're doing? They're taking a little off the top yeah, of their week. Yeah, they they are. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what? Seven days working. I I'm gonna take a little off the top here. The Top tire, the, the tire place is closed on Sunday, as if you know, and no one's going to have a tire problem on a Sunday. Well, growing up in Denver, they uh, all the car dealerships were closed on Sunday, yeah. and my father no one's going to have car problems he, on but he, Sunday. But he also said to me, he goes, "It's really smart because if they all agree not to be open on Sunday, then there's no competition, and it just increases their business the rest of the week." Yeah, it's pretty okay. smart. That's I just true. think it's arbitrary that both Musso and Frank's and a lot of barber shops. Chose Monday, you know. Yeah, there must be something statistical about that that less people Maybe. they'll get their hair cut on the weekend. Look, I think I think the way to solve any kind of job problem, if you want job creation, I think every place should be open twenty four hours, seven days a week, and that would create the. Now we've got everyone working. What do you think? Because I get really pissed when people are like, "We close at sunset." Have you seen that? That happens on the beach a lot. Really? Is that I, true? Do I do I have a sundial? What do I do? I have a solar calendar. I don't know when the sunset is. You're saying you're saying 24 hours a day. Yeah, seven days a week. Workforce, no problem. Yeah, you'd have first day of president. Home. Just hey, you want to work? Everyone's open 24 hours. I mean, I don't know what I would say about that, but I do know. Uh, it's clearly agitated. It's agitated, donkey. Don't you, I think it's a great idea. It is a really good idea, and the only reason they don't do it is because they can't make their lease, or they want it. They want profits to be higher. But it's true that they're paying for the lease the whole time, and it, it might just encourage people to go to places later at night. There'd be no lines. It's, it's a, that, Everyone's that, working. That's a little bit what's what it's what it's like in New York. I mean, it's about as mm-hmm. close as yeah, you can get. Closer to that, that. A Best Buy would yeah. be open till eleven or yeah. midnight on a you know on a weekend. Yeah, I mean, who, who's to say? You know, uh, Home Depot used to be open twenty four hours a day because you know it, at a certain point, three in the morning. Sometimes you wake up and you want a compound miter saw, and you want yeah. it at that moment at three a.m. You would like a Cummins yeah. diesel engine or the Ford equivalent of that yeah. diesel engine. I, mean, I, I don't know what's going on with the economy. I'm not a, a, a politician, economist, but I, I was thinking about politics. Well, certainly not because of your idea to keep everything open twenty four hours. hours a day. Here's the problem I'm having with the current <laughs> political situation. You've got people arguing about a different set of facts all the time and if we could all agree as a country to have it be more like sports it's very simple what a rebound is in basketball everyone agrees what a rebound is right if we could just agree before all of these elections what the actual stats are then we could all have reasonable arguments because everyone's arguing about different stuff well it's the problem is is it's a little subjective right i mean they have well these politicians are able to spin everything it's so weird that Donald Trump can just say something and then rescind it and say something different and then go back on what he said earlier. So they're not even no one's even holding him to a standard of truth. He doesn't even have to tell the truth. And he's built this brand name that is synonymous with success. And it's so funny, all the things, you know, they find a new venture 
that he did every yeah. couple months. Trump ties, Trump steaks, Trump vitamins. There were Trump vitamins for a while. All these failed businesses that just sound like a joke. Trump steaks. Yeah, you know Brookstone? Yeah, that's Trump, Trump. had nothing to do with it. Nothing. I, you know, <laughs> do you want me to tell you something? What? Okay, wait a second. What? All right. Okay. I'm gonna, while you're doing this, I'm going to... Do a masters. Well, I'm going to change the subject one. Just one thing. I want to. I'm curious if anyone's ever said this to you after a show. Can we do a, a where were you? Oh, he's got the he's got yeah, the thing. I do. Um, uh, I'm getting this after shows a lot. Oh, oh, where were you? Here, hold yeah. on. Let me. Yeah. I can help. Not to minimize your. When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? I'm getting this a lot, and I'm just curious if you get this after I get off stage. Um, you were terrible. No, that's not a... Uh, no, I'm getting this a lot. You look a lot taller on stage. Has that been happening lately? That happens a lot. Because um, that's what the stage is for. You know? Like, it's almost... I want to go... You, it's like if someone's standing... You look You look shorter when you're standing in a ditch. Like, what? what is that... Yeah, I you look, do. You know, when you're walking towards yeah. me, you got bigger and bigger. Like, it's just the dumbest. Do people say that to you or yeah, is it because I'm say, short? They say, geez, you're a lot, you're a lot bigger than you are on camera or they'll oh, say, on camera. Okay. You know, or they'll say, you look, you're a lot smaller in real life. <laughs> they'll say both of it. People, I, sometimes I want to say to people, Hey, are you, do you think that I'm smaller? Because when you see me, I'm on a movie <laughs> exactly. screen. Exactly. Do you think that my head is yeah. 20 feet tall at certain points during the close-ups? They're like, you know, you're really misproportional in movies. Yeah. Sometimes your head's as big as the goddamn screen. Other times you're in the, the screen with other no, people. I love the 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 objects look larger than they appear in your rearview mirror. That's, I mean, that's like, yeah, I, di- I didn't think there was a bunch of matchbox behind me. I mean, like, I did assume yeah. that my car didn't miniaturize everything that was behind my car. Like, I couldn't have assumed that. I don't know why. I, why do people say that? Because I guess they're kind of like... I'm not very tall, so that's that's one reason. No, but, but I'm also not... Of course I look taller on I, stage. I don't know that I'm gigantic, and I'm certainly not small, but I've gotten both of those. You're so much bigger in real life. And then other times, like, <laughs> geez, you're not as tall as I thought you'd be. And you're like, the fuck? What does that have to do with anything? Why are you telling me that? What, how, what in, how will I take that information and be like... Huh. So I guess to you, not to everybody, but to you, you thought I would be bigger. But you're interesting. You you have a level. The majority of people that say things to you, strangers, out of the blue, all the time. Today, fifteen people. Okay, and you're in a position now where, uh, thanks to the Cashing with T.J. Miller show, a lot of people recognize you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's happened the rest of your career, but solely, I mean, this has really built you up to a level where people recognize you and. But even in my situation after a show, the, the percentage of dumb things people say to you, it's much higher than you could imagine. It don't is. Think? And it's I, not, it's not means it's, there's nothing right. It's, but it's sad because you don't know what to say to these things. You're like, well, that, OK. I do. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I, I, I hear certain things people say and I'm like, I don't know. Even this one guy was like, I think today even he goes, he's like, hey, you're in uh, you're in the movies, right? And I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you should keep doing, just keep doing that. And I was like, all right, man. Thanks. I don't know if you heard I was going to quit or, yeah, but, uh, that's always strange. Your, right now, your endorsement on uh, the, means uh, a lot to me on, on the, the, the lack of any yeah. 
uh, connection between Brookstone and okay. Donald Trump. Okay. okay. I did want to play uh, the advertisement for Trump steaks. Okay. This is okay. a minute and 40 okay. seconds. Okay. I hope that you, sir. When it comes to great steaks, I've just raised the stakes. The Sharper Image is one of my favorite stores. Sharper Image. Fantastic <laughs> products of all kinds. That's why I'm thrilled they agree with me. Trump steaks are the world's greatest steaks, so, and I mean that in every sense of the word. It, and the Sharper it, Image word. is the only store where you can buy them. Sharper Trump Image. Trump steaks steak are by at far Sharper the Image. best tasting, most flavorful beef you've ever had. Truly in a league of their own. Trump steaks are five-star gourmet, quality that belong in a very, very select category of restaurant. And, and certified it's in an electronic store. And you can only get that. them at an, electronic store, at an electronic America, store. Less than 1% qualifies for that category. It's the best of the best. Until now, you could only enjoy steaks of this quality <laughs> in a restaurant. one of the resort restaurants or America's finest steakhouses. <laughs> but now that's changed. You can Today, get them. Today, through the sharper image, <laughs> you can enjoy the world's greatest steaks in your own home with family, or friends. Or they'll anytime. cook them for you in the electronics store with the microwave, the Trump microwave. Yeah, yeah. And flavor. If you like your steak, you'll absolutely love Trump steaks. Treat yourself to the very, very best life has to offer. And as a gift, Trump steaks are the best you can give. One bite and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And believe me, I understand steaks. It's my favorite food. And Don't go to Kansas City. Exclusively at the Sharper, sharper image, image is the last thing that it says. Wow. You got, so that's, that, what that then does that that then sort of makes me question sharper image. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, I mean, you know, it says get ready for a sharper image flashback. The year was 2007. Celebrity Apprentice rose to the top of the ratings charts and Donald Trump himself graced our June catalog cover. Like Mr. Trump himself, Trump stakes were in a league of their own. Flash USDA prime certified Angus be flash frozen and shipped in a deluxe presentation box. Fortunately, they're no longer available, but their legacy endures. What the hell does that mean? Is that an impulse buy? I mean, are you at the cash register? I mean, it, it, what it is, <laughs> you get a watch. There's a certain type of person who shops at the Sharp Remedy. You get a watch, binoculars, and I, I, you know what? I'll get a Trump that steak. Donald Trump really knows his steaks. Yeah, it's out of control. All right, do you want to do... <laughs> you want to do some maskers? I would okay, let's do a few love maskers. that. I know you got to go. you got to get back in the... Like uh, 85% of superheroes, get back this is Maskers. Uh, Daryl at DJH Spawn. Writes, DJH Spawn. Uh, when I listen to... Spawn of the hits, nonstop. Spawn, coming at you on April 30th on the Twitter handle... DJH Spun writes, when I listen to Hot Butteries, where should the testicles rest? Left or right? Wherever's most comfortable. Yeah. I'm wearing a jumpsuit today. I'm very flattered someone would ask that. I, you I, know, where should I put my testicles where do you when I'm your listening to your right or the left? nice show? I'm wearing a jumpsuit that can zip up from the bottom, and Kate actually saw me use that to sort of figure out, you know, sometimes you got, they got to be on one side or the other. Women don't have to worry about that. Not a lot of women are going, my labia is in an uncomfortable place right now. I got to try and move it without people <laughs> noticing. I don't know if anyone's 
if we've done this one, but it's just too good not to do. Dr. Leviathan writes, and he's one of our favorites, plantains, mimes of the banana world. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, yeah, right? basically. Absolutely. If there are if there are mimes, and those mini bananas, you know the, the, those little bananas? Yeah. Those are the, you know, the, the dwarf clowns. Yeah. Scotch, Logan Johnston, Logan Drake 2212 says, Scotch guarding the toilet seat, innovative or lazy? What is Scotch guarding? I don't know. Uh, just Scotch guarding is. It's a waterproof thing that you spray on fabric or shoes. Oh. Most toilet seats I've come into contact with are waterproof without yeah. the Scotch guarding. Yeah. So maybe he's saying that the urine would run off of it more quickly. Mm-hmm. I think it's feeling like it's both yeah, lazy it and a useless. Yeah. Now this I do like Aiden Casey again with the AI. Is hot cocoa just chocolate soup? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I wrote that one down too. I think yeah, that I think it is. One. It's very much yeah, it's chocolate, chocolate soup. water soup. It's just like a pudding. It's just uh, thicker water. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, Ryan, we got you flan pudding yeah. and rice yeah. pudding. Yeah. What is the brand of that? I think that's really something. Yeah. Yeah, flan pudding. What is it? Ronaldo's. It's Ronaldo's flan pudding. So I think that's good. Now, Joey Lay responds to Aiden and says, to add to that, isn't soup just dirty water? Hmm. That's interesting. Then that, that belies the question. Does he think that chicken is dirt? <laughs> you know what bothers me about soup, though? I, you know what bothers me about soup? I, I don't like that it's just a – your only options are a cup or a bowl. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why no one – What you else say, you like, a bucket? Bring me, bring me a, a thimble of soup or how about a ladle of soup or a bucket of soup. A bucket of soup, a ladle. Bring me a bucket of soup. Bring me a bucket. Give me a broom handle and some duct tape. I'll make my own fucking ladle of soup. (laughs) You goddamn maniacs. Um, You really can't get fat on soup. No one's ever been like, Bob. Bob, Bob's obese. He's morbidly obese now. He just kind of took that broth diet too far. Yeah, soup. Well, Kate, even if you have a Kate bucket, calls you're not going to souping. Yeah, she'll just eat soup for like days at a time. It's actually pretty good. So if you can't have too yeah. many bisques. It's like the supersize a risk. Yeah, it's a risk to have too, too many bisques. bisques. That's a risk. Yeah, and I should know. I'd like some I bisque. sell my Trump bisque <laughs> at Radio Shack <laughs> at Radio Outlets Shack nationwide. <laughs> Trump bisque is the best bisque you can get. I'd like to supersize my bisque. Uh, uh, I got a couple. There's... Andy Hendricks writes, the attorney that rocks is my favorite part about driving in Austin. There's a there's actually a, a billboard that says the attorney that rocks. Really? He's yeah. like the rock and roll attorney. <laughs> I love that. I like that. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Jesus saves. Touchstone of Christian theology or acerbic Jewish stereotype? Jesus saves money or, you know, Jesus saves. Wait, say it again. So is Jesus saves a touchstone of Christian theology? This is Scott Zingale. Okay. Or an acerbic Jewish stereotype. So he's saying because you can be Jesus saves souls or Jesus saves money. He's off for a really good deal. 
Okay. I never got that. There's a great John Roy joke, one of the best jokes I've ever heard, where he's like, it's weird that one of the stereotypes for Jews is that they like money. And they like to save money and have money. He's like, Ev- doesn't everybody like money? Like, why? Who- who's getting their paycheck and like, whoa, what the hell is this? Yeah. Why, don't pay me in money. That's just for <laughs> Jews. Pay me in fireworks. <laughs> John Roy, one of the greats. Uh, Zach Williams writes, not paying attention, just proactive memory loss. Yeah, I like that one. I read that one. I think that's a really good, that's a good way to put it. So when somebody says, are you, are you paying attention to me? You say, no, I'm just proactively sort of losing these memories. I want to get ahead of it. Nicholas in Iowa writes, uh, how come dudical never really caught on? Uh <laughs> A hundred reasons. <laughs> I kind of like it. I don't know what it means. Dudical. I guess it would be a radical dude or something. <laughs> that's that dudical. I might. I might employ that. I'm. I'm not with you on this. I think that's. <laughs> no I think way. that's a. It doesn't make any that sense. A, some good. Uh, it's I think just, that'll. It's that'll do better two, than Trump steaks. Uh, I, let me tell you this. It's just two things. Sharp image is selling the word dudical. It's. it's <laughs> dudical. I like all my words, but dudical. Can be sold separately. So dudical is dudical. just dude and radical together. Yeah, so you, can't, you can't do that. You can't take two. You can't be like, uh, you know, bro and popsicle. Brosicle, dude. That's not a great analogy. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and admit it right yeah, now. Because I kind of like brosicle. I <laughs> <laughs> think he created something there. <laughs> just having a popsicle with one of your bros, man. <laughs> You guys, hey, you get, your get back in your donkey. Come on. We, you got to go, right? I do have to go. But I, it's, it's okay. all these screw-ins and co-podcasts. Do condom manufacturers take children playgrounds as monuments to their business failure? So. Well, if those were all failed condoms, yeah, but I don't think. Uh, oh, I see. I yeah. thought he meant that you would find a condom in a schoolyard or like on a playground. And you would think, well, if the person probably didn't use it, yeah, or maybe they did, and they just throw it out. It's it always that was one of those things that mystified me as a kid because I grew up in the city, so I'd walk by and see condoms on the street, and I'd be like, did they just have sex right here? Like, what's <laughs> going on? But then, even as an adult, it's confusing. I'm like, did you put it in your pocket? And then when you're like out of the apartment and on your way home, you're like, I don't want this in my pocket anymore. I'm just throwing it on the street, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't, probably don't see a lot of condoms in Manhattan Beach, though. Not, not too many. It, Joey Lay writes, uh, is it wrong to want to shop around for a donor organ? No, I mean, it isn't. People shop around for sort of sperm donors, right? Yeah, but I think the joke there is just how hard it is to get one. If someone wants to donate, you should just take it, right? Yeah, but you you know, you want to figure out if, if you're getting their liver, you want to know how much they drink yeah, and point. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Kidneys, you know, you don't want kidneys that are from fucking... What about a baboon's heart? I'd like to shop around and find a baboon that's not so aggressive, <laughs> maybe a more tender one. Uh, Ryan John Gaward. Yeah. Or John's word. <laughs> John's John the word. Existential, existentialist comedian who abstains from poop jokes. Is that an absurdist? Pretty good. That got a chuckle from Ryan. <laughs> You'll like this one better. Martin Johnson. All Bumble, no bees? Question mark. 
Mm. Not enough bees. To maybe too much bumbling going yeah, on in the world. Here. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, yeah. There's a lot of organ talk. Cameron Heard, why doesn't the government let me elect to donate my mouth organs in addition to my abdomen organs? What organs does she have in her mouth? I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people concerned about that. Here's one from Nicholas in Iowa again. If you're gruntled and combobulated, is it a good day? (laughs) If you're gruntled and combobulated, I think it is a good day. You know what I would say to you, Nicholas? Dutical. That is dutical, man. Dutical. Nicholas seems to me like the kind of guy. Who you could sit down and have a brosicle with. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming, TJ. Get, let's I get just, popsicles among let's brothers. Just get in the donkey and, you know, I, it was so, it was, oh, you don't have to start up with I'll that right now. No, yeah, you don't please, have to start want up to. that right now. I'll see you later. Come on back sometime. Do you, have any, do, you have any, do you have any final questions for, uh, for donkey? Well, I just hope you enjoyed the show. Sorry, excuse me. Okay. Are you willing, would you like to come back sometime? I'll just ask it again. Do you feel like you want to come back on the show again? Okay. Well, I, I feel pretty good about that. Can you sing sing me the out right here? Now leaving Nerdist.com.